I'm somebody that, you know, if you've listened to this long enough, you know I'm a chubby boy, and I'm very into my food, and... and <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Got you pushing too many pencils at the CIA? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently there was a bug at some point that like trashed everyone's inventories. <laughs> so it's like you may not have anything if you have Hello everybody and welcome back to the Retro Rents Retro Gaming Podcast. My name is Al. I'm Nick. And we are back for episode fifty-seven. Um I understand it has been about three weeks. Uh, since we recorded last, uh, obviously there's a couple reasons for that. Um, uh, yeah, the last time we recorded, we interviewed the amazing uh, Julia Minamata, which was a really fun interview. Uh, really, uh, yeah, really, that was a fun one. Yeah, oh, getting like into that mindset of you know just the independent developer, so to speak. Yeah, not just independent developer, but independent solo developer. Yeah, true, very true. Now, did you get to join the um, the composition uh, live stream she did with uh, Dan uh, Polycar? So I, I wasn't able to join the live stream stuff, but I was able to go back and actually watch because uh, they they did it on YouTube, I believe, yes. or at least they posted it to you. So I was yep. able to watch it. It's like it, that was that was a that was a treat to actually watch. Uh, wasn't that like, cool? Again, that that process of like you know selecting you know what what they were kind of looking for in particular scenes and. You know, the, the mood to be set and kind of like the instruments to accompany is like that, that's so cool so cool to see yeah if you watched my comments throughout that it really reminds me why my boss calls me the team's little ray of sunshine because i'm just <laughs> sitting there like oh that's great oh that's creepy oh it makes her sound like she's really got something to worry about and julia was just awesome she's like nope not what i'm looking for <laughs> it was like oh my god she rules <laughs> That was that was a real treat to to be a part of, and uh, just a big thank you to Julia uh, for sharing that with us and giving us that heads up, and obviously doing the interview with us. That was a ton of fun, and it was really fun for me uh, to meet yet another person who loves Quest for Glory as much as I do. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that was so cool. Just hearing her say the same things that I felt about that game for years, and some of the stuff like I forgot, you know, the first that it had that really sucked me in like a day night cycle. That was a very new thing, especially for the Sierra adventure games back then, uh, to have that kind of thing. So it just added to the immersion of what made that game so great and so ahead of its time. And it was just really cool to share that with her. <clears throat> but, Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, so another reason, uh, we have not been back for a few weeks and I've been very quiet about this on Twitter and, and social media uh, and mainly not to worry my own friends and family, and because I knew I was fine uh, for the most part. But I'm basically 99% sure, and my doctor was to the point where he's like, don't even bother getting tested, just stay home, uh, that I actually did get uh, coronavirus, and I don't think it was from PAX. I actually, because I figured if I would have gotten it, you and Kyle would have been sick. Yeah, and uh, here I am, you know, uh, well, actually, we're now a, a month into, I think, uh, like at least the state isolation, or no, I should say the national emergency, because I think the yeah. state, we, the, at least us here, PA, we didn't get issued until um, I think they started like ramping things up in like the last week of March. Yeah, it was it like the last, think, last week of March. I, I want to say like April first was the like or somewhere around that time was the official like we're yeah. we're, we're shut down. Yeah, that Except was for, uh, you know life essential essentially. 
Yep, no, no, and, and totally agree. And especially with, you know, Kyle and I spooning each night, uh, I figured he'd have been sick. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. yeah, so, yeah, I, I agree. Like, the fact that neither of us got sick, it's like, okay, it definitely didn't come from PAX, so, you know, it could have just, you know, you picked it up who knows where. Uh, you know, 99% I'm, I'm sure like... it was my daughter was probably carrying it from somebody in school. Uh... Although it's, it, it's, I, I feel like my wife had some minor symptoms of it as well, but where what really tripped me out aside from having you know a cough and uh for me it was lack of energy i also either at the same time or maybe it was part of it i also had a really nasty sinus infection and Mm. i know there was misinformation oh if you have that you don't have coronavirus and my doctor was like no that's actually complete bullshit um it's just not you know uh not a a common symptom of coronavirus but you can absolutely have something like that and coronavirus uh what tipped me off was about i'd say four days into it and this wasn't a known symptom at the time but i had lost my sense of smell and yeah like i i was reading uh, up on this like apparently and 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 maybe this kind of backs this up a little bit uh if you lose your sense of smell and or taste that you're in a uh not a, i don't want to say immune but um i forgot the exact term that the article used but basically you're you're in you're in a wrong that basically is is very is able to fight the the virus actually very very well so right. i'm guessing especially the fact that you're not in the hospital like on a yeah, breather it's like, like you you're in the classic because it's like apparently that that's a sim- that's a symptom of people who you'll get it but you'll be able to fight it off kind of naturally like it'll it'll suck for sure but yeah. you won't have you won't be hospitalized as a result yeah i mean it it totally sucked um not that i was very sick i, I actually had a, a not a lot of energy i think that was the worst part uh obviously for me it was just you know staying away from my wife and daughters as much as i could you know mm-hmm. living in the same house we uh we've been you know sanitizing and washing like crazy uh but for me you know and the, the the trippy thing was, uh, like two you know two days after I lost my sense of smell, was when I saw the uh, headline on CNN. If you lost your sense of smell, this is another indicator. I was like, oh fuck, great. <laughs> um, but it's really weird. Like you know, you always have those conversations with somebody in your life where it's like, oh, if you could lose any of your five senses, what would it be? And uh, right. one thing that that people don't really take into account is. Um, two things. You use your sense of smell way more than you think you do, especially if you have children. Um, <laughs> I swear I wish I was kidding. Well, I'll get into that in a minute. Um, but you also lose a big portion of your sense of taste. Um, you can still sure, taste yeah. you, you can still taste things, but there are many, 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 many subtleties that your sense of smell will actually enhance with your sense of taste that I lost. And I'm I'm somebody that, you know, if you've listened to this long enough, you know I'm a chubby boy and I'm very into my food and, and <laughs> trying different things. And it was really weird where a lot of it's things It's the started, worst, isn't it? Yeah, a lot of things were tasting the same. Uh, and that really tripped me out. And, um, but, yeah, like... Yeah, n- not the corona thing, but, like, for me, like, I, you know, I, uh, I wouldn't say frequently, but... I'm most often impacted by uh, like uh, uh, like spring allergies, things like that, sure. and you know any kind of sinus stuff. It, like I'm I'm like somehow sensitive to it. Not like you know it won't set me off like instantly, but 
more often than not, like when like, it gets really bad, that's exactly what happens. Like I'll, I'll lose my sense of taste and smell. And like, I can tell when it's coming back because everything will go from like tasting like weird cardboard to like completely <laughs> opposite. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's actually it's like been awesome. A, it's like taking one of those, you know, like uh, you remember those for the you, flavor uh, trippers. Like, yeah. The flavor you know, tabs or whatever. Like actually, you know, that actually made things like taste fun. And it was like oh, hilarious. Was so but cool. Imagine like it's the opposite where it just makes things taste like crap. <laughs> it's like, that's what happens. It's like, oh man, I just want to get over this. this yeah. Sucks. Yeah. I remember I, I, it was a girl I was dating at the time. She made like a Reuben dip and it tasted like carrots and throw up when you took the, <laughs> you took the flavor tripping tab. Um, yeah. There, there's, there's these tabs made with a, I forget the, I think it was like miracle fruit. Uh, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And you can get them off ThinkGeek, and it basically reverses your your sense of taste to where sour tastes sweet. So like lemon juice tasted like glazed donuts and shit. It was really cool, but um, but yeah. So what was really shitty about this was like I I have my my you know third child is still very young. She's still mm. wearing diapers, and obviously you know when she's crying in the middle of the night and I'm stumbling into her room half asleep, I I had to bring my phone with me so I could have the light. Because literally, you know, you know what you're in for the second you walk in the room. <laughs> are, we, are, we talk, like, are we talking the duty bomb? Or? Yeah, it's like, are we talking... Just a little fussy. <laughs> do I need a bag and a shit ton of wipes or <laughs> just a wipey and a fresh diaper? And, um, and it was really weird. Like, I would wake up every morning. Like, I started getting paranoid because it took about two weeks for my oh, wow. sense... Yeah, for my sense of smell to come back. And I didn't even realize it. I'll get into that in a second. But, like, I would wake up every morning, go down to the bathroom, you know, do my thing, brush my teeth, and we have a bottle, you know, in our bathroom having a visopropyl alcohol, and I would take the cap off, and I would smell it. And I would literally smell absolutely nothing. I wouldn't get a sting wow. in my nose. Like, no sting. Like, normally you smell a bottle of isopropyl alcohol He's up like, close. <laughs> you, get a little, you get a little pokey in your nose. Like, nothing. Like, it was like it was not even there. So it was really scary because I'm sitting there going... Like, I can't smell smoke if there's a fire. I can't smell chemicals, like, if there's some kind of hazardous, you know, whatever cleaning thing mixing together that I don't know about under my sink, whatever. And it was really, really kind of tripping me out for a while. But uh, literally about uh, early last week, went in the bathroom, took a dump, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, it's back. <laughs> it smells like shit. <laughs> I smell my own dookies. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean that in a, you know, I, I did have the cough and everything, but I would say the lack of energy and the loss of my sense of smell is probably the worst of it, uh, for me. Um, luckily, no, nobody here really came down with anything serious. Um, That's good. Yeah. So we're fine. Um, we've been, you know, isolating, so it's not like any of our family has gotten sick. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that was really one of the reasons um, I hadn't really been pushing to record for the past couple weeks because I was, you know, still coughing up a lung on occasion and I didn't want to be, you know, muting, hacking, hacking and forgetting to mute. And uh, just and energy-wise, I was just not at my best. So that that's a big reason of why uh, we were out. But um, we'll, we'll go on a, a happier note. Uh, Nick, what have you been doing? What have you been playing uh, during this wonderful lockdown that we've been preparing our whole lives for oh, to just stay oh, yeah, inside and right. play video games? <laughs> well, uh, I've been getting into Half-Life Alex uh, mm. in VR. Uh, that has been an absolute blast. Like, seriously, one of, the, I'd say, like, 
the best if uh if not you know number one in terms of uh like in terms of vr games um mm. uh it's definitely worth checking out if you have a vr device like this this is the game it's a must-have absolute must-have to play um it's a long game but that's the other thing like uh, you know if anyone who's played vr games knows that none almost none of the vr games are ever long you're talking three maybe six hours ish uh, you know. again asgard's wrath brother is, is that a, is that a long a, game? Okay, yeah, yeah, it's a full scale okay. RPG. It's fucking dope. It's great. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Like there, there are there are like exceptions to the rule that are like really. I would say that's the only one I know of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like uh, I think I have to check my Steam account and see how long I've actually been playing it. Um, curious now. Um, but yeah, like I, I think uh, it's supposed to be average anywhere from fifteen to like maybe twenty hours ish. Um. So you know it's well worth the pri- price of admission. Um, I think it's it's a great you know third addition to the hmm. Half Life saga. Okay, so I've been playing it for fourteen hours right now, and nice. I'm pretty sure I'm closing in on the end. Um, it, it, you know it's getting exciting. Like it's it's a great story, like great mechanics to it. Um, well, that's what I hear. Ooh. I yeah, have it like, too. I've some played. Yeah, like they've absolutely like like you can tell they've put thought into this. Like you know, it doesn't feel like cheap gimmicks or anything like that. Like everything's been thought through in terms of like how how best to make this Ooh. you know a really great VR experience and uh, everything from like you know I, I see most of the physics options in terms of in, in some VR games where I'm like tossing something like you know you pick up yeah. a crate and you like toss it or you, even better like a soup can or something mm-hmm. and if you really chuck it like a baseball you expect to like go d- way down the hallway well almost every game that i've played you know to date yeah you know, it has something it just, like that it's like yeah. great it just drops at your feet or it just like goes like one yeah, yeah. it's it's just not there yeah it's like okay there, there's no like momentum behind it like but like you put you put some weight behind like throwing something in and alex like it is going down the hallway like Dope. like like you know you're able to chuck grenades you're able to chuck you know just things around and it and I'd say nine times out of ten, it's going exactly where I really wanted to go, like in how I actioned it. No shit. Um, yeah, it really, really well done. I, now I'm playing on the HTC Vive, uh, so you know, you know, results may vary. And I know, like, I think they uh, more or less the, the, the view is like HTC Vive <coughs> hand controllers are are you know, like the low low ones on the totem pole, so to speak. Uh, I am tempted maybe to pick up like some uh half life or not half life uh, valve index ones because mm-hmm. um those you actually you know you can has uh, independent finger controls oh so, uh and half life alex is like set up for that so you actually can control each one of your fingers not that you necessarily need that level of detail but like, the options need, there but but it's but it's one of the yeah one of those cool things like immersive um, yeah the enemies are great uh, there's, you know, the, you know, uh, it, there, there's definitely portions that are like absolutely terrifying, and it's usually like the head crab section. You know, it's like you know, all the that's what my boy Glovebox was saying on Bad Fodder Figures. He's like, you know, when you're playing and the face suckers jump on your face, he goes, they're jumping on your fucking face in this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they absolutely are. It's like that's the terrifying portion, and then it gets into like the really action pack where you're fighting the combine. Uh, you know, from Half Life Two, and it's just like it's you know. Then it turns out kind of a straight shoot 'em up, and the fact that you can you know actively use cover, um, and you know, uh, depending on the upgrades you get to your weapons, like eventually, like I, you know, I'd say like get like a laser uh, laser pointer. So basically, you can you can kind of like you know juke them a little bit, and like you know, let's say you're you're hiding behind a pillar, you oh. can look around one end, have your gun go out around the other, and use a laser pointer like you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> wow. headshot from around the corner type of thing. And it's it's awesome. It's great. It's like little little things like that. You um, might have me playing this tonight. I oh, have yeah, it. Like, I have it. It's all installed. I just Oh awesome. There you go. It, it, it's definitely worth checking out. Um and it had you know, total total options like you can you yeah, like for me I ha I like I, I I say I have to use teleport. I was I was eager no, I to see too. like could I, I use too. Um. Yeah. Uh, I don't know uh, what, what they call the motion, but basically, like smooth, um, you know, smooth motion. Smooth motion. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I was hoping, like, maybe, like, you know, because like the frame rate's like absolutely fantastic. Like, you know, completely optimized. Obviously, it's designed for VR. But, yeah. um, I was thinking, like, okay, may maybe they built it just right, and I can use uh, smooth motion. But, you know, I I could feel that little twinge of you know motion sickness. Like, I don't know, it just, it just somehow sets me off in VR. So it's like, nope, I gotta go. I gotta go teleport. So fortunately. Hmm? Uh, no, I was just gonna say I I think you and I are of the same ilk where it's like I don't think that's gonna work well for us until there's like a 360 degree like treadmill esque thing that we're walking on to yes, where the rest yeah. of our body and equilibrium actually thinks we're moving. I'm yeah, with you yeah. on that. I'm I'm convinced. Like yeah, if we get like uh you know Ready Player One like style exactly you know, you know, the, exactly you know, the 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 uh, you know treadmill or whatever. Um, yeah, smooth motion is gonna be is gonna be rough for us. I, I don't yeah. know. Like I, it's, again, it doesn't like it's. I can I can feel it twinge, and I know that if I feel it twinge, like it's gonna build up over time. Like exactly, you know. Way, you know. Way, yeah, it's like you, you know, know. Like I know I'm gonna be dying in thirty minutes. You know. Nope, nope. Start <laughs> like, option. Start option. Up. Oh, there we go. Snip, snap. Done. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> uh, but I love the fact that you know again that it's in there, and like every VR game that that actively puts that in i always do appreciate the fact that it's like yes it, it, yeah, it's, it's awesome. a little immersion breaking but thank goodness they put something like that in because like if, if you're forced into a smooth motion because i that was, that was one of the reasons i actually didn't pick up boneworks quite yet because i think i I don't, I don't yeah i don't know i don't know I, like last i checked they don't but that was yeah, months months yeah, ago that was like that was like one of the reviews i saw it was like they don't you know like they actively said like no we're gonna make this full immersion and like we're no the no teleport i'm like well that's yeah, gonna be a hard pass for it. me because <laughs> it's gonna set me off i'm gonna be able to only play this thing like 30 minutes in the shot and then like spend hours just you know Puking getting out of the, in the, <laughs> the puke zone oh uh, yeah no i'm with you brother uh, i'm glad they offered that that's one of the reasons i kind of held off to be honest with you because i wasn't sure uh, if that was an option, uh, I'd say it was a small reason. Um, mainly, uh, you'll find out when it comes to what I've been playing. Like, I, I can't get enough of these two games, but we'll get there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so uh, so that that's the big one. Um, I, I think I'll comment, and you, you can comment on this too, since we were able to play a little mm -hmm. bit together. Uh, Predator Hunting Grounds, we played that yes. about, what was it, two weeks ago now, I think. Yeah, uh, two weeks ago, they did the halfway their play point. test. Yeah, so uh, like we're well a little past the halfway point because I think I think next week is when it comes out. Yeah, it comes out uh, the twenty fourth. Um, yeah, it was, yeah, so it was looking the last, forward to this. Uh, last weekend yeah. in March. Yes, exactly. Predator Hunting Grounds looks, oh. you know, it looks and play well. I say it plays as good as, as it looks once we got into a game. Yeah, now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if you were able to play Sunday. Like I, pl I ended up playing no. all weekend long. Um, uh, I tried to play uh, Sunday. Okay. Uh, or no, when did we play? We played Friday, We right? played Friday night. Like We the, played Friday like night. Kind of opening night. And that was great. Like, it took us a little while to get into a game. Um, I tried playing Saturday with the boys from Bad Fodder Figures. It was going to be me, uh, Mike, Matt. Um, I think Jay was with us. And um, 
there were five of us, basically. And that, right off the bat, was a problem. Uh, because you can only play with yourself and up to three of your friends. You can't have five, you know, five people and one person plays the monster because they don't want... Uh, people gaming the system. I get it. I understand it. Because it's like uh, Dead by Daylight, where there's a perk system and shit that you can get. You know, the more you play and the better you do, you can unlock stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Now, you can set up a private match. Like, you are able to do that. Okay. Um, we, we couldn't get that, that to work. Oh uh, um, yeah, so it was it was available. Um, it was kind of like it was weird. You kind of had to figure out how to do it correctly. It was a little weird. The thing is, you had to disband your 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 group. Party, yeah. Someone would start it up and then invite people in, and then then you could do your private match. But to right, that point, it's like, yeah, that... you, you can't do five people in the main system and level up your weapons. Otherwise, yeah, it's, it's gonna be a lot of you know, potential cheating for that. Oh yeah, but and we we tried. Match. We tried. We had a lot of trouble on Saturday. Uh, to the point where we all just said fuck it and uh, walked away. And I was sad because I, I know the boys over there and I, I know they would really, really enjoy this game. Um, I will say, uh, in agreement, a thousand percent with Nick. We loved it at PAX. And when we got in and we were playing with it, you know, with the group that we had, it's a fucking ball. That game is so much fun. Uh, I wound up pre-ordering it test weekend. Um <laughs> Just, just, just because, like, I knew how much fun I already had with it, you know, when we played it at PAX, uh, confirmed it still was much fun and looked even better, which was cool. Like, it looked good at PAX, but it looked much better. Uh, yeah, that, I think there were some definite improvements. And the thing is, um, most of the connection, I, I say connection issues, because uh, for those who didn't play or, you know, aren't up on this, uh, I, I will say the, the beta weekend that they had two weeks ago was a little rough in terms rough. of getting groups together. Um, you'd be waiting five, ten minutes, sometimes even longer, just to have the matchmaker queue you up and, and get into it. And it, it is um, cross-server, uh, yeah, so it does cross play. play you yeah. do play with PS4 players and PC players alike. I just think um, they got overwhelmed. I don't think they thought they'd have as much. I, I, I agree. I, I think that's exactly what happened. The system just got totally hammered and it just kind of gave up uh now the thing is they actually whatever they were doing they, they fixed it by sunday because by That's sunday you're getting the matches instantly the matches were full so that was like another thing sometimes you get into a match and it'll be like just your small group of like two or three yeah. maybe it would fail to you know give you that fourth player sometimes it wouldn't give you a predator right uh, but wh whatever they did sunday they actually had it all ironed out and you could actually get into matches relatively fast um, so it gave me a little, a little more confidence, like, okay, yeah, that's, it's, it's definitely the fact that it got hammered and, you know, either they fixed it and, or, you know, they, they were able to spin up enough, you know, matchmaking servers or whatever yep. on the back end to get it fixed. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully they, they kind of learned from that and, you know, we get a, you know, hopefully a smooth, you know, launch next week, but, you know, yeah, we'll see, but, but I, I, I was, I'm looking forward to it. Nonetheless, I, I was going to say, based on the people we got to talk to at PAX, I think there's a lot of passion uh, mm, in, the, mm -hmm. in in Ilphonic behind this game, it shows in the gameplay, and I think based on what you're saying, they really scrambled uh, to get their shit together Sunday. Uh, I do not regret buying it already. I cannot wait to play this game again. It is incredibly fun um, once you get in a game. Like even if I wasn't playing with Nick and, and people I knew, 
it's still really fun. Like, I mean, oh yeah, yeah. Like I did some of the, like the Predator and like I feel like oh, when, yeah. when you're on the fire team, that that's like the best. Of, like, I almost feel like you got to make sure you got some friends or something because mm-hmm. that that's where it's like, yeah, you're just so you, you know you gel and you're just like, yeah, we're like, look at the tree and shoot everything and, son and of you a move bitch. You, son of a bitch, <laughs> got you pushing too many pencils at the CIA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then it's like, yeah, when when you're solo or whatever, it's like do the Predator because like oh. holy crap, is that fun to hunt people? Especially when you when you get the hang of going through the trees and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I I played the predator for one match. Um, I want to say it was Saturday. I I just played solo to play a little bit more when I had some time, and uh, that is just wicked wicked fun. Um, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a good game. I think as long as they have learned from Test Weekend, they get enough resources on the server infrastructure. Uh, to have a smooth launch day, I think this game will do very well. Um, it's it's just a solid, solid game, and I think it actually plays in their favor that they really haven't been, in my opinion, from a marketing standpoint, pushing this game really hard. I mean, I don't know about you, but when we went to PAX, that was the first time I had heard of it, and um, well, I, I think I had, I I want to say I'd saw it somewhere. I don't think it was like an E3 or something, but I it, like it came up on my radar very ever so briefly. It's like, oh, someone's making a Predator game. Like, oh, okay. And, right. and I, yeah, like then I completely forgot about it. And and, and uh, it wasn't until we met those people at the at the screening that they're like, oh yeah, there's a Predator game. It's like Predator game. What? what? And then like we go play it, and like, yeah, it's coming out in April. The guys, I was like, oh. Fuck. All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it. Keep it on the radar. Uh, I I really think um, when you start to play this game, you're really going to enjoy it. If you like the four v four v one games, I think this one takes a really unique approach to it. Um, like Dead by Daylight's fun, but it's literally just you and your friends versus the monster. Uh, I think this game really mixes it up with the NPC commandos as well. Uh, so it's like you have the Predator to worry about, and then you have the NPCs to worry about, which ain't nothing to fuck with either. Um, so it's it's good. It's really good. And uh, I cannot wait to play it. So I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up, man. Like, it's a week away. I think, did I put it down here? I didn't put it down here, but we'll, you know, that's an early release highlight. Predator Hunting Grounds releases next week, uh, next Friday, actually. So pick mm-hmm. that up. It's cheap, too. It's like 29 bucks. It's, uh, well, no, uh, so uh, I think it's a little misnomer. You probably haven't used your Epic coupon yet, have you? Uh, no. Why? Yeah. So <laughs> I've used mine, and it, the regular price is actually forty bucks. So if uh, if you're on PC, uh, you can only get it through the Epic Gaming Store right now. There's no uh, schedule, I think, for like a Steam release at this point. But um, if you've never used your Epic Gaming Store, you're going to get 10% off, uh, so it'll knock it down to around, like, I think 30, 30 bucks or so. Um, but if you've already used it, then it's going to be the regular price around 40 So All right, yeah, you're right. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, when I bought it, it was 30 I don't know what the fuck I did. Um, but I bought Epic Games before. Maybe it was 39 bucks, and I just didn't realize it and didn't care. Uh, that's always a possibility, but, but yeah, like I, I, I agree. You, you agree with you that like I think it's still worth like well oh, worth the yeah. price uh, of admission. Yeah. Uh, I am eager to see like do they have a roadmap? Uh, like, are we going to see you know other maps? Are we going to see yeah. you know, kind of like Predator Two city maps? Yeah, or are yeah. we going to see you know other things from the other Predator movies? You know, there's the one with Adrian Brody. Like, are we going to get on the Alien Planet? Oh, that'd be dope. See, like you know. The, the alien dogs or something like that. I think that would be badass. Oh, hell yeah, man. I, I think if this game does well, 
uh, sky's the limit. And, and I will say, I, I think that they have uh, all the appropriate building blocks in place for that to happen. So, yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm just as stoked as you are. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to next Friday, and we'll have to, we'll have to get a few games going. Absolutely. Uh, maybe I'll even pick it up on PlayStation. We'll have Am join us, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, if I can tear her away from Animal Crossing. She is oh, really, yes. She's loving that, man. I, I love seeing my wife get into games, and uh, she just, disco- like, really discovered and appreciated We've had a Switch for a while, um, but she has now come to fully appreciate that she can take that thing around the house and uh, play her Animal Crossing, so, like... You know, we'll be sitting and, like, watching a Netflix show, and I'll just see her, you know, fucking beating down Tom Nook with the loan payments. And, uh, yeah, she's really enjoying it, and I'm I'm happy that, like, she's got a game she's really, really into. But uh, as far as me, so, I have been completely hooked on two games to the point of I had Final Fantasy VII Remake pre-ordered for, like, months. I couldn't wait to play it. And now it's like, well, it's that mistress I got a chance to play around with. And now I'm like, all right, you're going to have to wait till I'm done with the other two. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm hooked on, on two things right now, really hardcore. The first is Mountain Blade 2 Bannerlord. Ah, yeah. That released uh, two weeks ago, about, on PC. I think so, yeah, just about, yeah. Uh, it's it's early access right now, but I would say it's in much better shape than the Mountain Blade uh, 1.0 release uh, from the first game. Um, it's got its quirks, it's got its bugs, but there has literally, I'm pretty sure, like 100% been a patch every day to address like critical bugs or just bugs in general. Uh, I would say from my own play experience i really haven't hit anything that has taken me out of it or pissed me off uh there's two features that they have in there that annoyed me so much and apparently i wasn't the only one i went on mod db and that there's two mods to get rid of it completely uh which was awesome um and for anybody that's interested in playing it i recommend these two there's uh there's a mod to have like X amount of troops, if you have this many troops, follow you to clear out bandit hideouts, which you actually have to do for a main quest. Otherwise, it's like you and five other guys versus 30 bandits, and it's really fucking stupid. And uh, unless you're really, really good, you're just going to get stomped. And the other mod I have, like, they have this stupid... They have a a really cool crafting system. Um, Nothing you can get rich off of, but it's just a cool way to customize weapons and name them for yourself or your companions. And there's tons and tons of things. Like each component's customizable, and it's really great. But in order to do that, you got to build up your smithing skills, and you got to smelt stuff down. And you can only do like X amount of actions per day. And it's like, oh, you need to rest before you can smith further. And it's really fucking stupid. And it's an artificial, like gatekeep to prolong that portion of the game. And there's a mod that just gets rid of that and makes it fun. And you're off to the races. Other than that, I have no complaints. Um, it's a really fun game. It lets you kind of start out small. You got a small clan, a couple of followers, um, and you do some main quests, and you build up your renown. It's very similar to the other Mountain Blade games in that respect, um, but it looks fantastic. It plays great. Um, it's it's one of those games, like, if you wanted to, like, have, like, a Braveheart slash Game of Thrones experience where it's you and your 
200 person army against another you know 300 person army and you're just charging a battlefield or storming a castle with siege towers and and battering rams and siege ladders uh you could do that and you're controlling your character alone you order your troops to charge and hope for the fucking best and the ai isn't the greatest but it's better than some stuff i've seen and uh i'm having so much fun with that game uh like i said it's been out for two weeks uh this will give you an indicator of how much i don't really sleep and I have blah, 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 46 hours into this game already. Um, <laughs> oh, man. It's a fantastic game. If you like, um, and the, the setting is basically a fictitious uh, world, uh, but it basically mirrors a, a sort of fall of a, the Roman Empire. Uh, names are different, but the cultures are very similar. Uh, you have, like, the Northern Empire, the Southern Empire, Western and Eastern, and they uh, each have uh, Romanesque-type units uh, with some slight differences. And then you have your Britannians, which are, like, your Britannians, Flandians, which are, like, your um, uh, Norse, and then you have your... What are they... Starts with an S, but they're basically like, not your Norse. Uh, the Vlandians are like your Denmark, like uh, your Swedish, Scandinavians. Thank you, Scandinavians. Okay. Uh, whereas the, uh, it starts with an S, but they're basically like your Norwegian Vikings, um, like the Northern Viking tribes. Um, uh, Vlandians are more. I'm sorry, Vlandians are more like the Visigoths, the barbarians uh, that came down to burn the shit out of Rome. And then the other ones are your Vikings and Sea Raiders. Um, and then there's your Eastern tribes, like your kind of like the Mongol tribes. And then there's the Southern, the Asari, which are more like your um, Middle Eastern, um, uh, Southern cultures in that respect. And it's fantastic. It, it basically mirrors the splintering of the Rome Empire in the beginning. And you basically choose which tribe you're from. And you start doing quests to build your clan's renown and eventually, like, reassemble this banner. And I don't want to, like, go into too many spoilers, but, you know, then you can get to make the choice. You know, do you support the Empire or do you carve out your own? Like, it's just really... Mm. Or, you know, if you want to hail from, you know, one of the non-Imperial countries, do you want to finally fucking take your place in the world? It's just great. Like, it takes what made Mountain and Blade uh, 1 and Warband so much fun, and that was the immersive game, or the emergent gameplay potential, and in my opinion, amplifies that up to about 100. Um, as much as you might have seen if you're on the save point, like Luke has his complaints about it, uh, Lucas, but he's been playing it just about as much as I have, and he's still playing it, uh, and that should give you an indicator that this game is pretty goddamn solid, and it's a lot, a lot of fun. So if you remotely enjoyed Mountain Blade uh, Warband, I highly, highly, highly recommend you pick up Bannerlord. It's a fantastic game. It's worth every penny. Like I said, it's it's two weeks old, and I've got over 40 hours into it. And I can't wait to play it again. Like, I'm ready to just, like, go play it now, so it's great. Um, <clears throat> the other game that has taken up the majority of my time <clears throat> is a PS4 game called Persona 5 Royal. Uh, it's kind of a, a director's cut edition of Persona 5, which came out a couple of years ago on PlayStation for 
Um, lots of extra content, from what I understand. Like, I think the original had maybe 60 hours of gameplay. This has, apparently, if you do like all the side quests and little shits, like 120. And, you know, normally I see stuff like that, and it's like, I got kids, I don't have time to play a game that long. But, the story is awesome, the characters are awesome, the graphics are awesome, um, the mechanics are so cool. And it was something I kind of avoided playing for a long time, because it was like, like I never picked up the Persona 5, just because I was like, it's a game where you're in high school, and then you're, like, fighting demons at night, and I'm like, that sounds so lame, and I have not been in school (laughs) for a long time, and I just don't think I could relate to it. And then a reviewer on GameSpot uh, gave it a 10 out of 10. And I was like, shit, all right. So I'm reading the review, and this person had the same perspective I did. Like, they're around my age. We haven't been in high school in over 20 years. And it's like, no, it's like I, this person played the original Persona 5 and got this again, you know, this this director's cut, because they just could not get enough of it. And now I see why. Um, I probably got about the same amount of hours into that game as well. Um, it's kind of got, like, a... It's like a mix of... Pokemon... Like, have you ever played, um... Oh, Christ. Shin Megami Tensei? Uh, I think is the, the name of this the series that it's from. Uh, basically, there's, like, these personas, which are, like, demons. Um, you kind of awaken one inside yourself out of crisis if you're a certain type of person, like you're under stress and this happens and this thing awakens. But your character's special in the sense that they're not restricted to just one. And there's like a cognitive realm and then a real, you know, the reality realm. And you go into the cognitive realm for a lot of the, the, for all the fights with the demons and stuff. And like, to, to not give away too many spoilers, but the first chapter is basically like, you're in high school, and this gym teacher who is, like, an Olympic champion, yada, 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 keeps busting your balls, and he's, like, a real creep, and, like, it's really obvious, like, he's um, sexually assaulting a lot of the girls at school, but nobody's doing anything because he's, you know, super sports ball guy, and, um, and, like, you and your friends are basically facing expulsion, and you... Initially, you're on your own, and you start, like, phasing and, like, understand... Like, you walk into this cognitive world, basically, with a friend of yours at school. And it turns into this thing where you you can actually not only have one persona, but capture others. So as you're fighting, everything you fight in this cognitive realm are other personas, and you can wear them down and then talk to them. And then it's like this whole thing where you can say certain responses... Then you basically convince them, and you can capture them, and then you can use them. It's like a Pokemon kind of thing where, you know, you want to try to catch them all. But then there's, like, a a mechanic where you can then, you know, go to this other realm where you execute them, which basically takes, you take two, you execute them, and then they combine as they're dying to form a new persona. Like, it's it sounds so stupid, but when you actually play it, it is an insane amount of fun. It's one of the most original things I've played in a long time, and the mechanics of the whole game, I just can't get enough of it. Like, it's just like, you have so many things you need to do, but you're limited to time in a day, and you really have to choose things carefully. And then you still have to worry about, like, school on top of it, and, like, you're in class, and you'll be falling asleep, and the teacher will call on you and ask you, like, a real-world question. 
And I'm dumb. No, I'm not dumb. I just haven't been in school in a while, and I forgot fucking Pythagorean's theorem and other shit. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm on my phone fucking Googling. I'm like, oh, there's the answer. And like, and I'll, you'll answer it right, and you'll get a bonus to your intelligence. And that'll affect, like, the dialogue you could say to your friends. And then your bond with your friends will influence um, how par- powerful their stuff gets and how powerful your stuff can grow. It's just a really, really in-depth, really cool game. And... Like, I would recommend doing the same thing I did. Read the GameSpot review and see if this sounds like something that will remotely interest you and then give it a real shot because I think you'll really, really enjoy it. Like, I'm enjoying it so much that, like I handed at the beginning of this discussion, I loved Final Fantasy VII. Could not wait for Final Fantasy VII Remake. Bought Final Fantasy VII Remake. I played it for about an hour and I enjoyed it, but I was just like, I, I gotta go finish this. Like I can't stop. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about this fucking game. So it's like I gotta go play it and I gotta go finish Persona Five and then I'll I'll get to Final Fantasy VII Remake. But um, that's really cool too from what I played so far. But right now Persona Five and Bannerlord basically have my uh, complete attention between the two of them, uh, and they're both really incredible, solid games. So. Yeah, did you play uh, Banner Lord or not Banner Lord? Uh, Warband, Nick Mountain Blade Warband. Uh, no, I, never, I I I I think I've watched some streams and you know seen others playing it. It looked pretty cool. I just never fully got into myself. Okay, yeah, I highly recommend um, checking out Banner Lord. Um, actually, there was a cool. It, it didn't get higher ratings, but I played a lot of it and I really enjoyed it. But um, somebody took the Mountain Blade Warband engine. And made a pirate game called Blood and Gold Caribbean. Oh, really? And it's fun. I enjoy. It. I mean, it's not perfect, but it's it's probably right, right, the, right. it's probably the closest thing to Sid Meier's Pirates uh, since Sid Meier's Pirates. Oh wow! Yeah, it's it's fun. It's a fun game. So Blood and Gold Caribbean is definitely worth a look. But yeah, um, Bannerlord is fucking solid. I I highly recommend playing it. Like it's got quirks, it's got bugs, it's early access, but. Compared to other early access titles I've played, like, I don't remember the last early access game I sunk 42 hours in in two weeks. So, I mean, that'll say something right there. But, um, all right. Let's move on to the release highlights. Basically, since we've talked, a lot of stuff has come out and stuff is coming out. Um, we've mentioned Final Fantasy VII Remake. That is killing it. Um... I'm hearing great things uh, pretty much across the board. Uh, some common feedback is basically that, um, you know, there is some stuff that does feel artificially inflated uh, where they, you know, kind of took, like, a couple frames out of a, you know, CG movie and expanded upon it, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't work so much. Um, from what I played of it, the combat is very challenging and a lot of flashy boom boom bing bang lights uh makes it a little confusing for someone like me i'm just getting old maybe and not as fast as i used to be um but it's it's challenging i'm finding i found the combat to be challenging um but you know we'll we'll see um i'll, I'll definitely i'll play it till i beat it i'm sure i like i said i love the original but yeah final fantasy 7 remake is out it's killing it um resident evil 3 uh, the remake of that dropped uh, recently, or t- I guess towards the beginning of the month. Um, that's doing great. Looks great. 
Uh, Half-Life Alex, uh, as Nick said, is pretty much killing it. Um, one of my coworkers actually worked with the producer of that game and was just saying how happy he is to see it doing well and that he's not surprised. Like, there's just a ton of talent behind that game. And it, I, I feel like that game is probably now the VR, you know, system seller. I would hope so. Especially with what you're saying, Nick, where it really feels like the Half-Life 3 in a sense. Oh, yeah, absolutely. people were waiting for. So, you know, hopefully that will push the platform further. Uh, next week, we got Predator coming out. We've got Trials of Mana uh, coming out, which uh, is yes. you know, uh, Seiken Densetsu 3, uh, Secret of Mana 3. Um, so that's getting its first release, like remake, HD, remaster, good shit. Uh, two weeks from now, we've got um, Streets of Rage 4 hitting, which I know Kyle would be super kiddy about. Um, he'd be talking that shit up, I'm sure, if he were here. Nick, <laughs> the next one's all yours, because I have zero fucking interest. <laughs> no more kidding. <laughs> and like an apocalyptic zombie in the, in the, the COVID apocalypse, the, a game that refuses to die. What, Anthem? Uh, no, Fallout 76, apparently. Oh, that's uh, right. Anthem's dead. It's still trucking along. It recently released Wastelanders. I haven't jumped in myself. I, I still feel very burned by what what what, uh, what they pulled. Oh, yeah. And, you know, basically last year. I mean, we're, we're well, you know, a year plus now, which I, I think also still speaks to the fact that, you know, the fact that it's a, over a year later, a year, year and a quarter later, essentially, they finally put in NPCs and <laughs> from people I've talked to who've checked it out and, you know, uh, and some gaming friends and whatnot is like, they're basically saying like, it's starting to feel like a, a fallout game. And it's like, wow. It's like one in a good sense. Like, okay, they're still trucking along. They're still doing stuff with it. Yeah. And, but at the same time, it's still sad. It's so sad <laughs> that you know, the NPC should have been in the first place. Like, I, I, you know, their opening statement was like, oh, you know, you know, there'll be players and the players will provide content. Like, like I, that I should have known from the beginning because I, I feel like every time a game has said that, like, that's an instant red flag to me. It's like, yeah, okay, it's one, what I hated about like, what was it? Conan something or other. I fucking uh, hated that. I, I, what, like Conan Exiles, I think. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Did, um, yeah there's like minimal there. stuff there. It, survival stuff like yeah players can provide stuff like yeah you have conan exiles you have rust uh even potentially arc but really the 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 game will thrive when you actually put something for the players to work towards whether you know even in exiles there is dungeons that you can go into so there there's there is content to, to, to kind of there is content. Yeah. No, I think I think seventy six had quote unquote dungeons, but I mean they were they were sad. They were really sad. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll download it. I'm sure I'll regret it or something. Just like maybe I'll download it, and check it out again. But I don't know. I'm, I I still feel really burned. You know, and and kind of refuse to install seventy like. Yeah, Previous Fallout, sure, yeah, maybe I'll, maybe I'll I'll play those at some point. You know, not really keen on you know playing those right now. It left a sour taste in my mouth, but it's just like, yeah. man, it's like I don't know if I can go back. All right, um, Nick, that's your homework for the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want you to I torture yourself. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't no, know. I'm going to be too busy playing Predator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. 
Oh God, what a trade! Pick. But I, it's like you know, maybe maybe you know, maybe the, maybe they'll pull it, their heads out of their ass type of thing, and they'll pull kind of a no man's sky, which, which again also still going along. Apparently, oh, they had a, no a, that expansion it's killing too. it. No, yeah, it's uh, absolutely ex- killing exosuits. it. Exosuits. Uh, I haven't been able to check that out either, but it's like, oh, that 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 sounds pretty. It's it's it's, it's always like, oh, you know, like I stuck my head in. I don't know, six months ago now, um, when they released like the fleet carrier stuff. And, and like, yeah, totally different game, plays awesomely, does decent on VR. I even tried it in VR. I feel like uh-huh. the space uh, ship stuff does better in VR. The, the ground stuff is a little wonky, but um, but yeah, I mean, it's still trucking along. So it's like, man, like, I, yeah, I will give them that. It's like, I give them kudos, you know, both No Man's Sky, even, even, you know, Fallout. It's like, it's like, okay, you're, you're at least moving forward yeah, I, they're I, not can, I can respect it. that but that doesn't mean i forgive you for <laughs> <laughs> the damage you've done yeah no they're not abandoning it like and even in a sense no man's sky could kind of get away with it because like even the developer was like i never said it would do that kotaku did like yeah yeah i i will agree with like no man's sky was very much a case of i i think they could just they didn't say it wasn't but they didn't kind of refute people's expectations and kind of bring it back under control. I think they kind right. of let everyone's imagination kind of run wild and not really correct them. And they've admitted uh, to that. They've yeah, admitted yeah, to that. Because if you look at the stuff, they never said that these specific things would be in. It was just like they never yeah. refuted it when it's... asked about it and it kind of give coy answers. Uh, but when it came to Whereas Todd Howard like, goes out at E3 and yeah. he's like, custom <laughs> yeah, designed engine unlike anything. He's like, you've no, ever they were flat seen. out lies. Like, no, this is just the Fallout 4 engine. But nice and, and try. Like, in, the, in the cash grab they did, uh, I think like uh, I think it was like six months in. Uh, canvas with the whole... bags. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so it was supposedly like I was, I was seeing, a, seeing a thing and uh, Cone Carnage apparently logged in and he's like, what happened to all my stuff? I had like all this junk and, and supplies and stuff stored up. And apparently, apparently there was a bug at some point that like trashed everyone's inventories. Oh, <laughs> so geez. it's like, you may not have anything if you happen to log in and have stuff piled up. It's like, oh, oh man. It's wow. Like- that explains a lot. I love Co. Like he was saying, oh, we're going to check out, you know, go back and check out Wastelanders this week and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I thought he was still going to be doing that tonight. And I saw his thing. He's like, oh, today we're going to do X4 and more cozy RimWorld tonight. I was like, oh, well, I guess uh, Wasteland didn't work that out. That didn't last long. Speaks volumes. It's like, yeah. Again, I think he mentioned like, yeah, maybe I'll jump back into it, kind of do 100, you know, zero to hero type of thing. But it's like, I don't know. Yeah, when you have so many problems and like people even come back expecting from having played it earlier to have stuff and suddenly it's gone. Like, and yeah. not like, you know, you know, they took it away because like you were cheating, but like gone because there was some game breaking bug that just wiped everything. And I, I kind of remember that. Like, I think there was like, uh, I remember there was a junk bug. I think it was around the time they, they had the whole cash grab thing where it's like, oh, you have premium uh, yeah. time or whatever. And it's like, it was like, depleting people's like junk uh storage or whatever and it's like wow it's like yeah and that that's part of like you know it still leaves that bad taste in the mouth just from that as well as just like everything from launch and it's just like ah it's like i i I don't know if i can support it because even though i have it i've already paid for it and it's like you know it's essentially quote-unquote free you know at this stage for me to play wastelanders it's it's still kind of giving it the attention i know they look at downloads like oh our downloads are like no i'm gonna i'm not gonna give them the satisfaction so 
Wow. But I digress. Stop being mad. <laughs> you want to see, see me mad? That's how I get mad. Oh, hell yeah, man. Like, no, I, I follow you. Um, yeah, wow. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's move on to news. Um, obviously, uh, COVID-19 continues. I've kind of given my recap, but how is everybody in your family doing, man? Everybody good? You good? Yeah, they're, they're doing good. Uh, we FaceTime uh, with with everybody, uh, yeah, you know, every weekend. If we can't get the whole family, you know, we at least, you know, at least, you know, at least talk with the parents, and they're doing good. They're, you know, they're doing good. their social distancing and just, you know, self isolating in, in the house and whatnot. And I know good. my uh, my brothers who are, you know live closer in the valley are able to, you know, they, they did a little few grocery runs from. So they're 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 doing good. They're hanging on. So that's always good to see. I'm happy to hear that. I've I've been thinking about them a lot and and some other people, you know, that I know and I'm close to. So I'm very glad to hear they're okay and and dealing with this as well as they can. I mean, the same here. You know, obviously the grandparents miss the kids, but we're FaceTiming, you know, as much as we can. And That's good. And, yeah. Like, I mean, I, I kind of look at it in retrospect. It's like it, it's, it's a curious state of things where it's like, you know, I mean, we do live in interesting times, but the yeah. fact that we have all this, you know, technology, I say infrastructure, obviously, you know, some is a little weaker than others, but, sure. but the fact that we, we have all this stuff to where like we have FaceTime where we can have, you know, it's, it's more than just phone calls. It's like we can actually, you know, digitally at least see each other and still interact, stay close yeah. And, and, you know, be able to maintain this stuff. Because, I mean, you think, like, if this had happened, let's say, like, back in, you know, like the 80s or something. Yeah, let's it's say like, even the 80s, where it's like you, you'd have a phone attached to a wall that you could hear somebody on the other end of. Yeah. Like, that's that's it. That's what you got. You yeah. don't have, you know, email. You don't have any of that. So it's, it, we do live in a very lucky age in that sense, where I think we can maintain these connections uh, pretty well. Actually, one of the most fascinating things that has come out of this that I'm I'm seeing more and more pictures of, um, you, you yeah, you've seen it at my house, fucking uh, day after tomorrow, um, with Dennis Quaid. Yeah, yeah, the, oh, the movie, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like you remember at the end where they're on the space station and they're looking down, and they're like, my God, have you ever seen it look so clear? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. And I'm starting to see pictures coming from space, coming from uh, L.A., coming from China. Uh, well, even China. Uh, like the the Venice uh, canals. Were, yeah, 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 yeah. Like they were so still, like, you know, you can see the fish. They can see the bottom of the canals. Like, yeah, it's like it's it's not supposed to be dirty. It's just like the fact that boats are constantly, you know, traveling up, everywhere. Yeah. It just churns up all the, all the sediment. Yeah, and, it's, yeah, it's amazing. It's just amazing to see... When humanity stops their regular bullshit for two weeks, like how much of an impact it it has on the planet itself, right down to the air we breathe, I mm-hmm. think that has been very, very fascinating to see. Uh, I highly recommend like check out some pictures uh, from satellite, you know, from the space station uh, over the past two weeks. It's very, very interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, everybody's doing what they can, and obviously. Um, we send our best out to everybody, everybody right now. We're all dealing with this in some way, shape, or form. And I hope you all have everything you need uh, necessity-wise and connection-wise. And I hope everybody's doing as good as they possibly can. Um, on other notes, on more gaming fronts, and I think we saw this coming over the past couple of weeks. 
Uh, PS5 is still planning to release over the holiday season. Uh, the supply might be more limited uh, than, say, the PS4 was. I seem to feel like that's optimistic. Um, I would not be surprised to see a delay. Um, maybe midsummer, they say there's going to be a delay till spring. I, I know they want to get that holiday season, but I also know what it takes to manufacture stuff like this. And the amount of man hours you need to do so, even to maintain the automated equipment that does it. And it's just not there right now. People are not working or they're working from home. Um, so it'll be interesting to see uh, if if they still release during the holidays. Um, and I think... Uh, oh, one thing I, I didn't include here, I, I will say real quick. I do want to wish... Uh, I think one of the most talented uh journalists in the gaming industry and the industry that we are a part of uh jason schreier uh announced he's leaving kotaku uh, he's been a journalist there for eight years i think he joined in 2012 oh yeah long wow and uh jason in my opinion i think has probably been one of the most influential journalists of the past 10 years when it comes to gaming i think like, if you've heard the terms uh, gaming crunch, crunch development, uh, crunch time, um, he really helped expose that. Not, I mean, if you worked in the industry like I have as a developer, you, you've known that term for many, many years. Mm -hmm. But, you know, as somebody who's just played games, you might have heard it. But Jason really helped people, in my opinion, understand what that term meant to the people that were going through the development of it, you know, hundred hour work weeks and, and stuff like that. Um, and he exposed a lot of that and we're, you know, I'm seeing articles even as recently as last week that rockstar entertainment, uh, who's been relatively notorious for their crunch, uh, is changing. Uh, the culture is changing. They're becoming more sensitive, uh, to people actually having a life outside of their work. Um, and I think Jason's stories in that regard from Telltale to Rockstar to uh, every expose that he's basically released on Crunch in the past five years has made a really, really positive impact on the industry. Um, and, you know, just personally as somebody who's been a part of gaming, gaming journalism, I've, I've looked up to Jason uh, since he started there. I think he's a really solid journalist and I can't wait to see what he does next. And I wish you the best of luck. And um, yeah, uh, but that's that was some recent news off the wire. I forgot to include, but really did want to take a minute and just uh, give him a salute and wish him well. Um, also, uh, uh, once again, just a, a big thanks to Julia Minamata, uh, the, the sole developer of the Crimson Diamond. And, and like I say that with a chuckle, just because I I I played their demo. I love it. It's it's really, really fun. It's going to be a great game. Um, if you enjoyed, like, the old school... Um, oh, God, I can't think of the name of the interpreter now. SCI, the Sierra... I think it's, like, the Sierra Creative Interpreter, where it was, like, the typing and Sierra adventure games. Um, it's done in that, um, that genre, and the artwork is beautiful. The writing is fantastic. And... Uh,
can't wait for that to release. But we, we interviewed her on our last episode. If you haven't heard it yet, seriously, like, go listen to that as soon as you're done here. She was such a great guest, and I just wanted to, to thank her. treat, yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to thank her again. Uh, that was really, really fun. Um, and as Nick and I were talking about earlier, check out the YouTube videos uh, that her and Dan Policar did, where you actually got to sit and be a part of them live streaming, like, composing Roland uh, MT32, you know, MIDI tracks for this game, the same way that, you know, the musicians at Sierra, like Aubrey Hodges and all them, were composing music for Quest for Glory and, and other games like that. Um, on the same instrument and the same operating system. Like, if I remember what Julia said to us, like, Dan has gone as far as, like, he's got a Windows 3.11 box so that he can run his, M, you know, rolling MT32 in the exact same environment so that it's as stable as it was, which, uh, if you saw the, the clip, like, it even had its problems then. Um, it was just cool to be a part of that. So, again, thank you. Thank you very much for that. Uh, Nick, the next one is yours, and I'm reading about this, and I'm getting pissed off. So I'm going to let you handle it. <laughs> so I only know about this because I did actually back this this uh, particular Kickstarter, and you know, I, you know, I will preface, Uh-oh. you know, it's like um, as with any Kickstarter, you, you don't ever spend any money that you aren't willing to lose. Caveat you know. emptor: Not everybody is going to go to Abbey Road. Yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly um so you know uh, you know do your research do your homework um obviously like i don't want to dissuade anyone from you know doing you know not doing like kickstarter things and I mean, know, what you know, it, know what you're getting into yeah exactly know what you're getting into so i, I had done my research on this and i felt like okay uh, i you know i want to like the concept you know uh, you know it, it did have some of the you know at least they were advertising the some industry veterans um, I think at the time uh, the, the advertised like you know one guy was from SOE, another one you know you know uh, for, you know other people from various other studios. So it's like okay, it wasn't it wasn't like you know fresh off the boat type of like oh we're gonna make a game and like because like I never back anything like that. Like that that that's a recipe for like yeah you're not gonna <laughs> you're not gonna get anything. <laughs> um, so like case in point like you know we we um, not well I say case in point but um. In terms of, yeah, again, doing, doing doing the research, uh, there was a recent Kickstarter we saw at PAX. Um, one, if, if something's at PAX, usually it's okay. Now, that yeah, being said, they were at PAX East, uh, I don't know, like three, four years ago or something like that. They had a booth. Um, I think that was before the Kickstarter uh, room uh, was, was a thing at PAX. Um, so it's like, you know, it, it's always a risk. Um, but uh, like the concept that really drew me into this, and this was going to be an MMO, a fantasy MMO, was that your character would age, uh, and so like over yeah. the course of the game, you would probably have several lifetime, or I say lifetimes, but uh, you'd have like a, a family lineage, so to speak, of your characters. Like, oh, that that sounds great. That's something very unique. I don't, I haven't mm-hmm. seen anyone ever do something like that. I think that would be really, really cool because. When you play MMOs, you're basically and you know, outside of like alts or something like that. You're playing a character, and they're basically immortal, and you're playing it for you know however long you play the game. And I, I will, like, I will just side comment. I followed games back in the past that wanted to do that, like Realms of Torment, uh, mm-hmm. which which again never came to be. Uh, it's an idea that's been floated, and I've never seen it come to fruition. I love the idea. I think it would be brilliant. But, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so I backed it way back in the Kickstarter, and this was this was back in twenty. 
uh, what was it, 13, I guess it was? I think this was eight years. It's been around uh, for a long been. time. Yeah, I, I, I want to say eight, eight years sounds about right. It's like seven or eight years. Um, so I, I, I backed into the Kickstarter, not a lot. Like, I think I think it was the, I, I have to look at it specifically, but I think I did like a 70 or $60, you know, package. Mm. Enough for like, okay, it's a full price game. You know, if I lose it, it's like, okay, you know, big whoop. Um, followed it for a little bit and then let it fall off my radar. I, you know, I kind of let the same thing happen with Star Citizen. Granted, Star Citizen actually has a product. <laughs> it's still an alpha, but... Oh, um, yes. <laughs> Uh, but I like I, I think I you fell off my radar and then like I said I saw I actually went to the uh, uh, it was a PAX East they were at I believe um, went to their booth and like they had a demo uh, it was like a, it was just like a simple jumping in a cave and fighting a spider and it's like oh okay this this is cool it had kind of a Assassin's Creed feel to it it actually looked pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it fell off my radar again, like, you know, they went back and things like I, you know, I knew from like having followed, you know, several other games, you know, obviously Star Citizen, um, at the time, like I EverQuest Next was still a thing and whatnot, where it's like, it, you know, I knew it was going to take time for them to build stuff. So it's like, uh, you know, I'm just gonna let it fall off the radar. And when, when they, they have something, I'll, you know, I'll be able to jump back into it. Right. Well, uh, apparently, uh, yeah. After doing a, you know a little research, at, you know the fact that you know they uh, spoiler they've closed. <laughs> uh. the, the the game is done. Uh, but over the past years, they they actually acquired uh, way more than the like the Kickstarter. I think got like got them like uh, I think one one million something like that. Maybe it was a like more, three, yeah. I think it was like three million from what I read. But you still need a lot yeah. more than that. Yeah, still a lot more. And so, you know, they they did what many other Kickstarters do, where they have their own website, and then you can, you know, buy additional stuff. I mean, again, yeah, again, I, I keep going back to Star Citizen because they, they kind of have a similar model um, where it's like, you know, you can pledge more stuff, you get things out of it. Uh, in the case of uh, Chronicles Delaria, I know, you know, because I'd always get emails like, you know, like, oh, land sales. Basically, you could buy land. The idea is like, eventually you could have like <coughs> these kingdoms and, you know, people could become kings or barons, or you know, you could just be, you know, just the peasant, or you know, I say the peasant, but like a merc inside the, the you know, the, the particular area, or you could go to several areas. But I, I knew, like, you know, kind of, you know, through various podcasts, one that like people would, you know, acquire land and buy these right. plot, quote unquote, plots uh, that they, that would be in game. And it all seemed fairly reasonable, but now, now in the hindsight, like with with basically the fallout that's happening, like basically they got up to around eight, I think it was eight to almost nine million dollars. Yeah, about nine million bucks. Yeah, over time. So it wasn't like you know they were stagnating or anything like that. Like like eight million is a pretty hefty, hefty amount. That's a damn nice budget. I'm sure you know we've talked to Lori and Corey, and they did a hell of a lot more with a hell of a lot less. Yeah, exactly. And um, it did bring to my attention because I do, I did uh, basically. Uh, almost a month ago, uh, basically, I think it was the beginning of March. They said, "Oh, we're releasing the alpha." I'm like, "Oh, okay, cool. We're gonna we're gonna be able to kind of see what's going on." And I checked yeah. out, and it was it was like ten million steps backwards. Like it didn't look anything like what I saw at the PAX demo. Oh wow! Um, and I'm like, "Whoa!" And uh, again, you can look up you, you, YouTube videos of this. Um, yeah, the first thing I see when I type Chronicles of Valyria is scam MMORPG is dead. <laughs> yeah. And and yeah, so uh from now, you know, kind of watching various other things and, you know, of the what players have released of the alpha stuff, like basically the best they can figure like they slapped this together in Unity like super fast and looked absolutely horrid. Um granted, you know, it's like it, you know, things in 
pre-alpha states always look weird. Like uh, oh, a, yeah, a great yeah, example yeah. is look look at Sea of Thieves. They actually, um, you know, they're releasing. They're they're you know they're, another game still trucking along nicely. Uh, they're releasing. But I would next, say, uh, look at Predator. The build we played at PAX yeah. was an alpha, and he said that he's like, this is one of the alpha builds. Oh, the yeah. test build's going to look much better, and that was great. Like I I could have played that like it was. So yeah, just like, that out and there. this looked like something out of like you know N sixty four graphics type of thing. Holy shit! And and it was like, what the hell is this? And then two weeks later, basically national announcement of COVID goes into effect, <coughs> and they announced like, oh, we're we're gonna we're we're gonna you know like they they it was weird because if you, I, I actually looked at this email, it's like the first half it was like, oh, this is stuff that's happening, the stuff they were doing, and then at the very bottom in like a weird paragraph. It's like, oh, and we're we're basically closing that. Yeah, and and, and, it, and it's like, what? And it, uh, I think even even before the alpha, so like at about mid February, they were having another land sale. So it's like, oh, buy more land, and it's like you start putting all these pieces together in in hindsight it's like okay wait back the truck up a second not only was like the past eight years now just a complete farce but the fact yeah. that you were asking for money you know yeah basically a month before you you're closing it's like if any if you're any kind of business person you would know that you want one basically you're running out of money or you, you would see this coming but the thing is like they they tried to say like oh oh the covid thing was why why we're closing down and we're not gonna be able to yeah i'm seeing like, that in the like, letter it's like no 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 no. <laughs> this is uh, like you knew you're using COVID as a cover yeah and yeah. and trying to sleek off into the in into the in you know, like a thief in the night and it's like wow and it's like yeah again like i'm not mad at myself for you know having having attempted to pack oh, it or whatever no but like many other things, like this is some skullduggery here going on. It's like it's, you're being, you know, very, it, it feels very two-faced. And, you know, I, I know, you know, uh, apparently, you know, as usual, when these things happen, apparently the developer got death threats. I do not condone that, by the way. No, hell no. Hell no. No. no like like never, that, that's never, over never. the line. It's like that's you can be it. angry, but it's like when, it, when you, you start threatening people, it's like, no, 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 no. That, that, no. That's crossing a line that's too much. It is too but, much. And again, be mad at yourself. Like, you have mm -hmm. to understand what you're backing. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll even add to this. Uh, I'll give another example. Um, Shroud of the Ar Avatar, which I would have, mm -hmm. you know, I'd mm -hmm. love to have gotten Richard on here uh, to talk about at points. And um, we, we, we could never really make our, our schedules gel. Um, but... You know, it, it's a good game in the sense of I, I love Ultima games or what could be an Ultima game. And this definitely has the spirit of that. And it's a complete game, and I, I do want to say that. It's not like this one where it was a game that never was. It's a complete game. There's a, a, a complete quest line you can follow start to finish. Um, there is an amazing, passionate community behind it. Uh, but I think it, it's just a, another example, you know, of a game that has a very ambitious creative designer behind it, you know, like Richard, who's very passionate about what he does and what he believes in. And, um, you know, but uh, I can see why there's people that are like, oh, this this game underdelivered. But the difference is they delivered on their promise. They delivered. Yeah. They, they, they at least delivered something. It's like, they delivered could something. Could you say like, it, did, it didn't meet all expectations? Sure. But yeah, when, when you just like completely like, yeah, it's like yeah. you basically 
you know, worked on it you the night knew, before, like, they pushed something knew. out and, and hoping for an A. It's like, yeah. Yeah, no, and what what's their face? Uh, I'm looking at it now. Soulbound Studios fucking knew in February that this shit wasn't going to happen. If, if not sooner. Like, I mean, like, you sh- you sh- I, th- I feel any good business we should be able to see things are not going in the right direction yeah, within, I, like, six months. Like, I, I'd say at, at minimum a six-month. It's like, because you got to be able to, you know, they had offices. They had everything else. Like, you can't see within six months something is going wrong. And, yeah. and so your solution was to try and squeeze, you know, your Buy community. More land. Yeah, and I will yeah. say, I'll be honest with you, that was my worry, uh, and, you know, still is in some respects, with Star Citizen. But watching your streams... Like, they are delivering content, and I think that is the big difference. Like, they're asking for a fuckload of money <laughs> in a lot oh, of yeah, cases. Yeah, yeah. And don't get me wrong, like, it still, it still you know, feels skeevy, even to me as a player, like, that they keep, you know, having these super expensive ships. I, you know, I understand the concept of it, but it's like, you're getting to a point where the game is actually getting, one, actually kind of playable, yeah. and you still have these things out there, and... You know, like super expensive, and some of it still isn't available. Or whatever, it's like, you know, it's like I, I certainly hope they continue to follow through with things. Like, you know, like because it, it will be the probably the biggest gaming disaster oh, if we, we don't get to a, a final point with Star Citizen. Now, again, they, you know, they are delivering stuff. Like, you know, uh, three point nine is just like just on the horizon. Uh, we're getting like a prison system with that. It's yeah, looking it's, very very cool, and they're already lining there. up what four O is with, this, which is the new so. Uh, uh, solar system that you would be able to travel to eventually. Yeah, it's um, getting there, but I will say it is it is worrying me because like I'm looking at what they're delivering and it's like Elite Dangerous is kind of doing some stuff like that. X Four is kind of doing some stuff like that, not in the degree that they want to do it, and, and I'll right. say that. But they're they're starting to worry me, so we'll see what happens there. <laughs> But this says it all right here. I'm reading a letter from Soulbound Studios to our community off of Kickstarter. On March 24th, I posted a State of Illyria update for our game, Chronicles of Illyria, to our blog. In that post, I informed our community that due to the underperformance of our recent Settlers of Illyria event and the economic impact of the the global COVID-19 pandemic. All right, pause the tape. The first part of that sentence is the real thing here. You released something, a big event, that, to Nick's own testament, was utter shit. This has nothing to do with COVID-19. And I agree with you that I think... I'm reading the rest of this letter, and it's a complete fucking cover. Yeah, Um, yeah. It's like, you look at it, and you look at, you know, everything that's happened leading up to this is like, yeah, two and two does not make five. yeah. No, and, and, and you know, I, I'm a, a project manager in my day job, and I have been a part in projects in my entire career that have multi-million dollar budgets, uh, deadlines, and you know, <laughs> I know, because as a project manager, we fight these battles with executive mm-hmm. leadership. Mm-hmm. We do this every day of our career where we say... Uh, either A, we need more time, or B, we need more money. And here's why. And we have to back that up with facts and data and results. And um, 
I can't think uh I I mean granted and I will say COVID-19 is a very very once in a uh, uh century uh, unique situation. Um and I I would say my my I am lucky that I'm I'm still employed. I'm doubly lucky that my company is that I work for is fucking amazing. Uh they're very understanding. They're very concerned about their employees' welfare. And they, you know, are flex schedules, take care of yourselves, take care of your families. I'm super lucky. And I'm going to, I'm putting that on the table. And it is not typical because I have a lot of friends that I know that are laid off. I have a lot mm-hmm. of friends yeah. that, that I know are, are going to work uh, and have no choice and are risking their lives and by proxy their families' lives. Um, and, you know, when I see something like this and I see a company like this kind of hiding behind this for their own shady practices, it, it makes me mad. Um, and I understand the frustra- frustration that a lot of people are probably feeling with this. But again, back to Nick's point, you really have to know who you're backing. Um, and you really have to understand where you're putting your money. And more importantly, I think you nailed it. You have to be okay with losing it. Um, that's why yeah, was, even, even the best projects, you know, helmed by the, you know, helmed by the greatest the people. people can, can fall through. Yeah. I, um, I, but, but yeah, probably, probably my biggest, you know, anger point with this is, is, is the sub, yeah, the subterfuge or, or two-facedness oh, yeah. of uh, it's total bullshit. what's going on. Like if you, if you were completely upfront and honest, it's just like, you know, it's like, we we can't do it, you know. You know, re- reaches exceeded our grasp, type of thing. Yeah, and it's like, just yeah, be there'll be disappointment, front. but it's like, okay, you know, it's like you can be honest about it, and I'm sure you can explain reasons and whatnot. Um, but yeah, and like I think this, people would be less upset. Else. I think people would be less upset about that. We reached yeah. too high, we fell too far, and that is the spirit of Kickstarter. Like that right there. Like if you went out and said, "Look, we got carried away. Uh, we thought we could pull this off." Um, in their case, though, I don't think there's any excuse. Like, you can't be selling land grabs in February when you know you're in the hole. Yeah. You just can't do that. Um, and that's it. I mean, that's that's it. it. It's another great example of know what you're getting into and know who you're backing. Like, I knew, I knew backing Shroud of the Avatar, and I'm telling you this as a hardcore Richard Garriott fan, I dropped 120 bucks in their first Kickstarter. I did not think <laughs> I would see <laughs> that grand vision. I love Richard to death. He'll be one of my favorite developers to the day I die. Um, and I love his vision on anything he's a part of. But um, I'd say he's half a you, And I say that with love. Mm, yeah. um, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Richard has grand vision and... It's ne- never quite implemented to the full degree of what he wants it to be. Um, and that's just because, in my opinion, I don't think it's generally ever really possible with time and money that's available. Um, he's not a full Molyneux. And I love Peter to death. <laughs> I love, never a full Molyneux. <laughs> I love Peter. I love Peter Molyneux. I don't think there's any other developer that is quite as visionary as Peter. But I also don't think there's any other developer quite as able to fail to live up to that vision is Peter. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but I will love I will love him too forever just because it's people like him that push our industry and, and make 
make us strive to do better things because there are developers that'll see that and say, well, fuck you, I'll take that vision and I'll do it. And right. I'll do it full. And that's what pushes us forward. But I knew that getting into that Kickstarter, and I recommend anybody feeling exceptionally burned by Chronicles of Illyria that you do the same anytime you back a project on there. Um, I, 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 you know, I, I don't like to push those very often, but like I will push, you know, for certain developers like Lori and Corey Cole, they'll deliver a product, and they'll deliver their vision of a product, but they're very careful about what they promise. And I think well, you've and, and to that. They've they've produced stuff before, so that's always yeah. that's always a good sign. Oh, of yeah. a Kickstarter because um, and they've done that, Kickstarters you know, before, which is very yeah, important. Yeah, the, the ones that I regularly back. Uh, there's like the video games concert series. They usually do like pressings of their CDs. Like they, I don't know how many they've done now. Like I think they're up to like five or six albums now. It's like yeah, boom, it's like that comes up. It's like yeah, you know it's going to happen. You <laughs> yeah. know it's going like, to happen. They've done it before. They know the scope. And yeah, same thing with uh, Lauren Corey, uh, where. They've done Kickstarters before. They they've gone through this gauntlet before. They've been able to produce stuff, and so they're saying like, okay, we'd like to do another game. Can you know is the audience still out there for that? And and the you know the the audience slash commerce market will speak to that. And yeah, uh, I think that that speaks test. That's that, that's huge testament to uh, you know the not only you know what they're producing, but that they're able to produce it. And, and uh, you know I have pretty high confidence factor. That's like okay, this this next game, yeah, it'll come out. Yeah, like, I'm ninety nine point nine 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 percent percent certain that Summer Days at Hero U will deliver. It'll it and I because I, a, am a part of their Discord, so I get to be a part of you know the discussions as their development goes through. But B, they they're not and they never have been the kind of developers to, oh flashy flashy and it's gonna do this and it's gonna do that. It's like no, we're gonna give you a fun story, a fun adventure game, and you're gonna enjoy it if you enjoyed our other stuff. That's what they're promising, and I know they'll deliver on that. Mm -hmm. Um. And I, I always caution people, you know, Nick and I have been playing games for over 30 years, I'm sure, at this point. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and following them very intently with stuff that we've been interested in. Him and I used to have hour long, hours-long conversations at work and outside of work of games that we heard about that were on the horizon that we're really into that we've been following. Uh, one of those 20 years ago was Star Citizen. And, um, <laughs> so like we, we've seen this before and uh, I would just caution anybody when a game sounds so great on paper and it's everything you wanted it to be before you drop that 120 bucks, drop the 20 bucks, just be a little bit of a backer and watch because uh, most of these campaigns will continue funding and will promise more. And you really need to watch how long that continues uh if that's a very regular thing and I, I said it before it's what worries me about star citizen is they're still doing these very big cash grabs and it's like okay so are we still trying to pay mark hamill to come finish finish his voice lines like <laughs> they're, they're, when especially when you see games where they're they're sh promising a cast of uh, Hollywood talent, and I think that's what worries me most most about Star Citizen's campaign. Uh, you know, we got Mark Hamill, and we got this, and it's like Wing Commander, but not Wing Commander, and it's like Mark Hamill. You know, he, he continues 
to get resurgence and popularity, and that means he's not cheap. Uh, so watch what you back, and we'll just leave it at that. And we'll see if I'm wrong about Star Citizen. I don't think I will be, but we'll go. We'll see. Um, other than that, uh, we'll continue. Uh, we'll kind of start wrapping things up. Uh, we need a new save point game of the month. Uh, I think what I might do is uh, do a little more research after this episode. I'd like to see how much Streets of Rage 4 is going to be, because I'd like our next game to be a retro-inspired or retro game. Uh-huh. And obviously that one's going to be that. Uh, I think it's going to be relatively cheap. Uh, I'll double-check on that. But maybe that will be our game of the month. We can grab that. Um, it comes out, and we'll we'll start playing that for May. Um, and we'll see what happens there. Now, let's move on to voicemails. The voicemail. The voicemail. And with the voicemail. Anybody remember Strong Bad aside from (laughs) us? Get crazy. Everybody get crazy with the voicemail. All right. Um, if you want to call and... Leave your input on the cast or answer our question of the bi week on Twitter, which I generally try to release earlier in the week, but nine times out of ten, it's six hours before we record on Twitter. Uh, follow at the Retro Rents and we'll we'll put it there, or follow me at Retro Rents Al where I retweet it. Uh, you, I will retweet the number and you can call and leave your input. The number is six one zero. I'm sorry, guys. I'm still recovering from COVID, like that other company. Actually, I just should have the number in front of me, and I don't. Uh, the number is six one zero eight one zero one six five four. Call. Let us know your ans- You know your opinions, your answer to the question, or just talk about whatever you're playing right now that you really think me and Nick uh, and Kyle should check out, and uh, we'll definitely look into that. Um, other than that, let's go over to the voicemail. We have a long-time listener, a long-time friend of mine, and a first-time caller. They're both the same person. Let's hear what Josh has to say. What's up, dudes? My name's Joshua Ian, long-time friend, first-time caller. Uh, I just wanted to uh, buzz in and uh, you know throw my support behind some games I've been playing lately. Uh, I've been playing the heck out of Jedi Fallen Order. Awesome game. Awesome. It just... Uh, certainly does not reinvent the wheel, but it uh, it makes the wheel a little bit better than all of the previous incarnations. Uh, there's just, it borrows from so many games and uh, doesn't introduce anything new, but uh, just puts it all together in a good package that's been entertaining the heck out of me. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, I know I'm a big Star Wars fanboy uh, right now, but Star Wars Battlefront 2, me and my fiance have been playing the heck out of that, and it is a blast. We just play co-op. You know, we're uh, we're scrubs, and uh, we just play co-op and you know, shoot some AI, have some fun for an hour or two a night. Uh, it's a blast. Uh, outside of that, Animal Crossing, of course. Uh, <laughs> you know, all this death and destruction and mayhem outside in the world around us. And a little bit of you know, fun, friendly Animal Crossing vibes goes a long way to help the mental sanity. Anyways, dudes, keep doing what you do. I appreciate it, and, uh, you know, game on, boys. Thank you, Josh. Game it, on, indeed. Game on. It's great to hear from you, my friend. Uh, it's we, Him and I used to work together at the same place that me and Kyle used to work together. We all used to work oh, nice. together. Yeah, we all used to work together together. 
And, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a real great dude. Thanks for calling in, man. Um, it's funny you mentioned Fallen Order. Uh, that's one of my stepchildren, uh, bastard stepchildren of the past two weeks. I've been playing that a little bit. Um, I re-upped my EA Origin Premier Access for another year, because uh, I got it on an equally good price. And that allows me to play, like, the ultimate version of, like, all their games. And I started playing Fallen Order. Um, and I would agree. Uh, I, I haven't played it too long. I, I maybe have five hours into it over the past month. Uh, and I definitely plan on playing more of it when I when I finish some other stuff. Um, it's very cool. It, it definitely has very solid mechanics. The story is fun. Um, it's a good Star Wars game. It's a damn good Star Wars game. And... Uh, it, you know, it's got a nice challenge to it, some nice difficulty, and, uh, yeah, I just think it's all around. It's really, really good. It's really solid, so I recommend it. Battlefront 2, I have not played in a few months. I did poke my head in back around the holiday season. Uh, I would agree. It's, uh, it's much more solid than it was at release. Um, I think the, the unlocks system has, has been redone appropriately. And uh, I, I look forward to giving that a better shot as well uh, at some point in the future. Any any thoughts on there, Nick? Uh, I, I got to get around to Fall in Order. I, again, I hear nothing but good things about it. Um, so I mean, I'm just kind of waiting for it to like hit discount, and then I'm probably going to try and pick it up. Uh, Battlefront 2, I never got around to. I, I played Battlefront one way, <laughs> way back in the day, had a blast with that. Uh, I will say, like the the amount of of fan support around Battlefield two, or uh, Battlefront two, excuse me, has been absolutely superb. I know it shows up in my like my Reddit feed quite a lot with like the Star Wars stuff, and just like all the crazy skins and and stuff that comes out of that. Yeah. Um, I, I get I, one thing I guess has recently happened. The uh, I think it was the community manager. I uh, can't oh, I can't recall his name right now, uh, <laughs> but apparently he got promoted to producer. Dope. So. It's like wow. I mean, you know, it's like you, you can go places, and apparently, like he's like as a community manager, like, he was very communicative with uh, with the team. You know, it's like yeah, nothing but you know, praise it seems from at least the Reddit threads that I've seen and whatnot. So it's like I, I always appreciate you know the community managers that are out because like I say, they're on the front lines of dealing with with oh, the gaming the community out there. Uh, they may not necessarily be devs. Uh, some are, some aren't. But I mean, they're taking the brunt of like the vitriol and the victory yeah. of of dealing with the players, and you know, kudos to them. And no matter you know, whoever happens to be listening that is out there that is a community manager, uh, you know, I'm sure you're wearing multiple hats. It's like bravo to you for being able to take on that yeah. role. And and, and you know, know you that know. something like that can get you in the door. Like if you're Absolutely. really into, you know, if you're really into a game. And you, you're active on forums. Um, I, I had a, an opportunity in the past. Uh, I don't even want to really like say which game or anything like that because I don't want to like fucking toot my own horn or anything. But like, I was <laughs> really, really into a game, and I followed, you know, all its development. I would talk to developers, and I would answer questions on forums. And I was like, oh hey, you want to be our community manager? And I was like, no. Uh, <laughs> just at the time, <laughs> um, I, I, I knew it was. I, I couldn't really handle it. Um, but I, I, mean, it, it, I, I think it is a special breed. Of it, person is. To, it is to like I could do it now to take on that role effect. Yeah, I, I could do it now because I face fucking gun squads like in my <laughs> job. Uh, it's no problem to me. But like back then, I I didn't have the skin for it. But like there are some 
people that like you know they started as community managers and then you become producer to games which where you have input on on how a game develops and what people want in a game as a producer you have to say to say like i'm connected with the community and this is what they want and i think we need to you know do x to to deliver on that so I always give community managers a lot of credit. If uh, there are some shining examples, uh, like uh, Digital Extremes, the Warframe community manager. I'm sorry, uh, I can't remember her name, but she is fucking phenomenal. Like just as a community yeah. manager, she's just incredible. Yeah, like, yeah definitely. Like again, I don't play Warframe, but I've seen it come up before. Where it's like, yeah, like you can always tell when one when a game's very healthy uh, when there's that level of communication, you know, either straight from the devs or at least via the community team. And, yeah. you know, I always see that as a, as a portion of, of a good sign of, of a, not only the health of the game, but obviously the health of the gaming community within that uh, game. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think it actually does a lot to help promote positivity. And, you know, the, no matter what game you go to, there will always be some level of toxicity, but I believe, you know, where there's there's that level of positivity, it helps kind of suppress you know the toxic a good levels community and manager, keep it under control. Yeah, a good community manager can can by by a sunshiny attitude, I know, uh, can help disperse a lot of toxicity very quickly. Yeah, and and help make a very welcoming, uh, very inclusive uh, community. Yes, and I I I, I give them so much respect. And considering the vitriol that Battlefront 2 got, in my opinion at the beginning, which was very much deserved, uh, based on the money grab that EA was doing. Um, and yeah, I, uh, and again, like the, again that's a, I think that's another game. Like, we've been talking about a lot of games that are, like, you know, still trucking along. Like, yeah. I'd say, yeah, Battlefront 2 is, is one of those where it's, like, they're, they're trucking along and they, they, yeah. they kind of, I think, learn from their mistake and I think did right by the community. Yeah, and, uh, you know, a lot of people love to shit on EA, and, and a lot of times I would say it's deserved, but I would say in this case, EA, they listened. And, you know, yes, there are still loot boxes, but I would say the model that they adapted to was reasonable and uh, good enough to the point where other companies are now following suit, and they're doing something very similar where it's cool cosmetic shit, or it's special unlockable characters for a limited time. And if you play the game hard enough and long enough, you can unlock them during this, you know, X week period. Or you can just buy it for a couple of bucks uh, if you don't have that time. They're doing it, you know, they're doing it the right way now. Whereas before it was like, oh, you'd have to play 150 hours before you could unlock Darth Vader. Or you could pay 10 bucks. Um, you know, at the beginning they weren't doing it right. And I think to their, you know... Um, not credit, but to their defense, I don't think people really knew how to do it right yet when Battlefront 2 came out. There really mm -hmm. wasn't, there really wasn't that formula yet. Nobody, and again, you know, I, I understand, and though I, I hate a lot of businesses for this, where it's like they just want to make as much money as possible, they didn't quite know what they could get away with yet. Um, right. So it was like, sky was the limit, let's see, you know, what we can do with the Lucasfilm fucking brand name. And see how hard we can pound people, and uh, I. But I think they learned from it, and it's good to see uh, that turning around. So yeah, no, Josh, uh, I'm with you. Uh, I'm gonna have to check that out. I had fun in the some the time I checked it out last time you and I talked about it, um, and I look forward to playing it again uh, at some point once I finish Persona and Bannerlord. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and again, if you want to call and leave your feedback uh, and input, it's 610-810-1654. Um, nobody worry. Uh, I talked to Uncle... Well, I saw Uncle Fred retweet us on Twitter. Uh, Fred French is doing doing fine. I, I heard him on That's the Bad Fodder figures. He's, he's good. He's dealing with isolation well, and he's still uh, looking for adventures of... What was it? Lolo? Adventure of Lolo? He still wants the, the, the sequel to that, and I'm with him there. Um... Other than that, uh, we'll go to our question of the bye week, uh, which was um, what games are you enjoying during this period of isolation? Um, I think Josh gave us some cool answers there. Uh, Animal Crossing, my, I think my wife's enjoying for the same reason. Uh, and I know Matt over at Bad Fodder Figures said the same thing. You know, During this crazy time, it's just great to have a really relaxing game where you can just go relax you know, do farmy stuff and, and hang out with friends and neighbors. Uh, I think it was perfect timing in a weird way for, for Animal Crossing, and it's doing really well because of it. Uh, on the save point, um, we got Troy. He said he finished uh, Breath of the Wild just in time for Final Fantasy VII, uh, to which our own Kyle said, just now? <laughs> <laughs> And then Troy tried to re recover and look cool and say, yeah, I got to Ganon and thought it was too easy, so I started over on hard, and that was a royal pain in the ass with the weapon durability. Okay, Troy. Sure. <laughs> and this is when I knew we had a good voicemail. Josh replied to that, oh, man, first-time caller. <laughs> so it was good to hear uh, Good to hear from you, Josh. Um, I think that was all... We got, I didn't see anything come through on Twitter, but just for, uh, you know, just for the sake of making sure, I will double check, but no, I don't think we got any answers, because I know I tend to neglect our Twitter replies, but no, we didn't get any answers to question of the bye week, and again, that's my own fault, normally I send it out uh, earlier in the week, but we're just kind of getting back in the saddle on this thing uh, after some time off, and I didn't send it out till pretty late so uh so that's that um i'll work on another question of the bye week and send that out before we record uh with much more time to spare and, and a lot more reminders but um other than that we will move on to uh the end of the show wrap it up conclusions final thoughts and shout outs nick what's going on with you anything you want to promote or anybody you want to shout out uh i don't think anything's going on right now just you know stay i heard you got the drugs I heard you got the drugs. Uh, oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> if, you, if you happen to catch my, my stream on Thursday, uh, yeah. So, so I'll, 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 a little story, a little space story. So playing some Star Citizen on stream. <laughs> um, it starts innocently, innocently enough. I do a cargo run. And it's like, you know what? I want to go find this, uh, this drug lab. So basically there's a drug lab on one of the planets. It's not marked anywhere. So it actually takes a little bit to actually find. I have to use a YouTube video to like, you know, use a mountain range to like kind of plot my course and like, okay, it looks like that. And I finally find the, find the, the drug lab. I'm like, yes. All right. And, and the thing is, I, I know that going into this is like, uh, right now the police are disabled because, um, it was a little buggy in the last patch, and you know they're they're I think they're get, basically getting him ready for the prison stuff that happens in the next patch. So right now the police are disabled, so they're not going to you know there's no one to pull you over if you're running drugs. So like and drugs are ridiculously uh, profitable, 
And so I went into this like, yeah, I'll find this drug lab. I'll, you know, pick up a whole cargo load of it and I'll go sell it. <laughs> so, it, so you know, I get there, scoop up everything they have in the drug lab, put it into my ship and then take off for the nearest station that, that, you know, where I know you can sell them. I get there. And I have no idea who I had to actually have to sell it to thinking that like, uh, cause there's terminals you actually sell your regular cargo to. And I'm, I'm not, I don't know this. So I'm like, I'm like going all over the place and there's like NPCs around. I was like, is this, do you want, do you want some drugs? <laughs> you want some drugs? And, and the kicker though, is I finally find the terminal and I'm able to sell it, but I can only sell in like little, like, 20 batches of <laughs> so I, I have to spend hours so you know luckily again i'm also in a position where i'm able to you know work remotely and whatnot so basically i'm working remotely and every couple minutes or so i'm leaning over because there, there's a kind of a tick rate to the the <laughs> the <laughs> demand for the drugs <laughs> So every couple of minutes I'm leaning over with it and like selling the, my 20 drugs, bloop, <laughs> selling my 20 drugs, bloop. Nick, quote unquote, <laughs> Walter White. <laughs> I am the threat. The only thing that worried me was the space ether, and I knew we'd get into that rotten stuff pretty soon. Oh, that's too funny, man. I saw I was fucking rolling when I saw that clip. I was like, Nick running drugs. I've fucking seen <laughs> everything at this point in time. Uh, yeah, and if anything, that stream definitely proved this is why I actually don't try or do drugs in real life because I would fail horribly. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know, I don't think I saw this dude drink a beer until he hit his mid-30s. <laughs> <laughs> um oh my god but yeah all right we'll, we'll wrap this up <laughs> uh, i had to push your stream in the best way there yeah it's black eagle ops on twitter i'm telling you follow him you, you're a fucking great streamer dude you you entertain the hell out of me every time i jump on <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah it's good stuff uh i want to give a shout out obviously to our listeners uh thank you for sticking with us uh in some very tough times um you know, I, I know everybody's got better things to do and more things to worry about. So if you are listening, I really do appreciate that. And I hope you enjoy it. And I hope it gives you some respite and some normality to all the, the crazy shit going on. Uh, I want to give a huge shout out to our pals at the Everyday Gamers who are now kicking things off again. Um, they had a really great kind of coming back episode with some guests from the community at large and podcasting. It was fantastic. And... Uh, uh, Eric slash AZ Rockslide, uh, it was great to hear you again. Chris, holy headshot, holy shit. Uh, it was good to hear you back, uh, you know, kind of giving a, a mini take as well. It was just great to hear the, the everyday gamers coming back. So I can't wait to see what y'all do uh, again. I can't wait to hear you back, uh, you know, uh, hear the next episode. I'm just so happy those guys are back because they were an inspiration uh, that kind of got us off the ground in our very, very early days. So, you know, much love to those guys. Uh, bad fodder figures, our second inspiration. They're the bad uncle that I always want to be. And, uh, yeah, uh, big, big shout-out to Mike, Matt, J uh, Eric, and Jeremy. You're still part. you got to come back, brother. Uh, no, we're, I just I love those guys. I listen to them every week. I call in every week. Uh, half the time it's not very coherent because I'm either half asleep or half drunk. Um, depending on the time of day. <laughs> no, I, I kid, but I, I love those guys. They have such a, a great podcast. It's so fun to listen to. Uh, shout out to the gang of Married to the Games. 
uh, and tap the craft. Uh, again, I just I hope everybody in the podcast community as well. I, I know this is a really really tough time, and it, it's really hard to kind of talk games and talk uh, fun things with so much serious shit going on. But you know, for the people that are, and and again, I know it takes a lot to kind of get in this mindset and and talk about fun things and things that we're doing to keep entertained but i i feel like um it's a good thing to do so if you're doing it and you're able to do it i i, I really just hats off to all of y'all for keeping it going uh and if you're in a spot where you can't do it right now just just know where we're thinking of all of you and i think we all just we long for the days of going back to some kind of uh some kind of normality, but just know you're you're not alone. Uh, we 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 all we all love you, man. Like we we you know we're all people, and I think you know, despite some very uh, divided times in our country right now, I think something like this reminds us that uh, we're we're all people, man. We we all just want the very best out of life for ourselves and our families and the people we care about. So. I, I would just say, you know, try to be empathetic to the people around you. Um, try to understand where other people are coming from. And uh, just embrace the, the people around you, you know, even if it's over FaceTime and, uh, you know, through a, a, a well-meant email. Whatever, you know, people need to know that there's a hug out there and that people love them. Um, and that, you know, during times of isolation and physical distancing that, uh, they're still cared about. So make sure you're reaching out to family members, uh, that may not have been able to get out as much to begin with. Uh, reach out to your friends and, and just say hello. Um, and take care of yourselves. I, I try not to get too fucking preachy on here, but, you know, it, it hasn't really been easy, you know, in any respect, I think. For anybody and I got very lucky in that the case I got of this pandemic was very mild in my opinion I mean I, I walked away with you know I got my sense of smell back and my life back uh, there are people that didn't get to say goodbye uh, people that they love and care about so <clears throat> just um just try to be more empathetic to the people around you and just be a good person. I think this reminds us that we're all people. And, uh, yeah, I didn't mean to go off too much on that diatribe, but... Uh, yeah, let's... I think it was good. It's like, you know, take care of yourself, self-care. Until reach next time. Reach out to someone if, you, if, if you're, you know, feeling lonely or anything. Yeah, reach out to someone. Reach out to us. Like, if you... Like, I, I say it every week, but, like, if you want to just talk games with me or Nick, like it's um, Retro Rents Al on Twitter. He's Black Eagle Ops on Twitter. Uh, we'll talk games with with anybody. We love talking Absolutely. games. You know, if you want to just talk video games or just reach out and say hi, uh, I'm here, man. Like I, I check Twitter pretty regularly. Like Nick, I'm lucky enough to where we can, you know, I can work remotely and I can check on a few things and do a few things around the house. Uh, during my work day. So if you want to say hi, if you need someone to talk to, hit me up anytime, man. I'll, I'll get back to you eventually. And um, just know there's people out there that, that care about you and, and love you. And uh, there's people out there that I'm sure that need you. So just check on them and make sure they're okay. 
And uh, other than that, uh, have fun, play games, and uh, until next time, take care of yourselves and each other. I'm probably gonna get sued for that. So just have fun, play games, and don't be dicks. I can't, <laughs> I can't steal, I can't steal from Springer. <laughs> All right, take care, everybody.